On the other side of fear, Cassandra, we will always find freedom. That is a truth that is undeniable. And we must, we must say no to fear. There are, there, are a number, there are a number of things we can do. First of all, you don't have to be a lawyer. You don't have to be a doctor. You just have to be a human being created in God's image. And that means all of us. We have to say no to the lies. We have to stand up. We have to, whether you're in the workplace, if, look, if you're in the workplace and you're a nurse or a, me, or, or a medical worker of any kind in a hospital right now, let me tell you about a hospital that I'm, I'm aware of. They told the nurses, you have to get vaccinated. We're mandating it. Most of the nurses said no, and they fired them. Two days later, they called them up and said, please come back to work. The nurses said, why? We're not taking the vaccine. They said, no, we're not mandating anymore. The truth of the matter is we can't run our hospital without you. We desperately need you back. Please come back. If in the top hospitals around the world, around the country, just 50 nurses said, fire us. We're walking out. We're not taking your vaccine. The hospitals would shut down. Support each other. Say no. Say no to the lies. Because the lie can only take root if we give it a place to do that. In your, in your everyday walk, speak the truth to your friends. Refuse the masks, refuse the tests, say no to the lies. And, and folks, the, let me just tell you this, we're in a spiritual war. We are not, these are not, these are not common times. This is not, uh, this is not just communism versus the constitution. This is good versus evil. And the Bible gives a really clear path. God says, if, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, repent, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. My name is Cassandra Watkins, and I'm here with Liberty Report at Bart's Best in St. Louis, Missouri with Cornerstone attorney Michael Hamilton. Thank you for being with us today. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's a it's an honor to be here. I agree. I mean, the, the people who are here, all of the, the fiery, passionate patriots that are concerned about what's happening in our nation and are actually active doing something about it is encouraging, personally. Yeah, it's more than encouraging. It's, it's so heartening to be with like-minded men and women of faith and courage and integrity who are in this fight uh, for, for not just for America, but for the world. I, this is not a fight that only resonates for Americans. It resonates for we the people, but worldwide. And it's, it's, a, it's a, such a great honor to be among such a, a such a spirit-filled and courageous crowd of people. I agree because I, I spoke about that yesterday. Actually, uh, 
I had the opportunity to pray on stage outside. And uh, what rolled out of me is, you know, we have uh, actually had a lot of cowards, unfortunately. And and whenever you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, the, the word says the righteous are as bold as a lion. And so we need courage. We need bold faith that's going to stand up and face this evil that we're seeing head on. And you are one of those people. And so could you tell our audience just a little bit about your practice and what you do and how you got involved in this fight? I'd be glad to. So, you know, I, I will tell you, Cassandra, right up front that I don't view myself as anybody special. Um, I, I've, I, when I was first confronted with the opportunity to become a part of this fight, I, I knew what was happening. I knew we were in the grip of a medical tyranny that was just communism. And because of my background, which I'll share with you, I never had to ask myself, is this something I should do? The question was always, how can I not? How can I not do this? I, I must. Uh, um, so I was raised in a home. My father was a philosophy professor who studied communism. That was kind of a special area for him. And he chose for us not to have a television in the house. Instead, he handed me books by uh, dissidents from around the communist countries of the world. So by the time I finished high school, I had read all of Alexander Solzhenitsyn, almost everything he'd written, and many other dissidents from around the country, from China, from Cuba, from the, the Marxist, the great Marxist uh, regimes from around the world. And I then went to college and I studied philosophy with an emphasis in Marxism. I then went to seminary and I studied the world religions and eventually, after doing construction for a few years, the good Lord led me into a law degree, which I've been doing for the last 20 years. Now, when all of this started, and I saw people wearing masks, and I saw them walking around with their heads down, unable to recognize each other, and I saw, I saw places where people congregate being shut down. I saw bars being shut down. I saw churches being shut down. I saw restaurants being shut down and I started asking myself why are we why are we shutting down these places where people gather and it was very clear to me that we're shutting down the places where conversation takes place where people discuss ideas where people talk about truth where people gather we call it the linking of shields you know where people gather to strengthen each other the Bible says iron sharpens iron so one man sharpens another and we're not just talking about men we're talking about men and women of faith and courage, but I see the government shutting these things down and having people mask so they can't even recognize each other in the grocery store. Very clearly a, a, a way to control and shut down the conversation while they move to dominate America, to take down the Constitution. I saw this stuff happening and I became aware of an attorney who was doing something about it. And that's Tom Renz. I know you all have talked to Tom. Tom Renz had sued in Ohio to say there's no emergency here. Uh, an emergency is something that happens and goes away. It's a, it's a, it's a train wreck. It's a, it's a tornado or a hurricane. It's not a way of life that is less deadly than the seasonal flu. That's what we have now. Long story short, I, I, I connected with Tom. 
Tom and I joined forces to sue my governor in Kentucky. After that, we moved on to a number of other things. I've collaborated with him on lawsuits against the CDC over the way they're counting deaths, Department of Health and Human Services. Recently in the Northern District of Alabama, we were able to sue Anthony Fauci, the DHHS, CDC, the NIH, all the government entities that are financially vested in the vaccine. And I'm going to say right now that I use the word vaccine, but it's not a vaccine. This is an experimental gene therapy. It's not approved by the FDA. It is killing people by the tens of thousands, literally by the tens of thousands. It is injuring people. It is, it is penetrating the blood brain barrier. It's giving them neurological problems. Clients of mine have seizures, one of them up to 26 times a day after taking the jab. Folks are being injured for life by the hundreds of thousands, and they're dying by the tens of thousands. The, the, the so-called vaccine has killed more people, Cassandra, than COVID ever has. And we have expert whistleblowers who have testified to that in federal district court. So, so I'm in this battle. I stepped forward. I said, how, I, how can I not do this? If God prepared me for anything in my life, it wasn't to be special or good at this, but it was to be in this, in this battle and to stand in the gap for people who don't have a voice. And I'm doing that and I'm thankful to be doing it and I'm not gonna stop. We're facing all kinds of opposition. They're gonna go after our law licenses. They're gonna attack us. Anybody who's in this battle, as you know, is gonna be uh, uh, under a constant attack. But you know, greater is he who is in us than he is in the world. And um, there's nothing they can do to me that matters. My job is to be faithful to the one who called me to this battle and, uh, and to do all that I can for as long as I can. And trust me, I will. I believe it. And uh, I mean, when we first met, I could immediately feel your heart. And that is what I, that's what I tell people in general, whenever I'm speaking with somebody, whenever they're saying something to me, if I can't feel the heart, if I don't, if I don't think that they actually care about me or, you know, the people around, it's really difficult to care what they have to say because it's like, you know, but your heart is evident. And I know that that's what the Lord also looks at. He looks at the heart, but what you were talking about with the persecution and all of the, the battle, we are in a fight. This is a full on war, but I look at the book of Acts and every time there was signs, wonders and, and miracles, when God did extraordinary things, the next thing you see is there's riots. And then even in the Bible, it was interesting. They actually sent people in to stir up confusion and uh, trouble in the places where the apostles actually went. And, you know, a lot of us, some people, I just see there are some people that maybe their relationship with Christ isn't as solid as maybe it should be. But I look at them and I'm like, they're apostles that's been called by God to do something, to pioneer. And the, the hand of God is sovereignly on them. And, and I know that uh, I'm extremely hopeful. And something else I just saw, I could not believe it. I saw an article by Bloomberg that said that... Uh, 
natural immunity uh, was actually stronger than the vaccine immunity. This was uh, the article, it looks like it was written just a few days ago. And I was personally shocked to see that piece. But um, so where do you see the information going? Where well, so I'm, that kind of surprises me too, because not that, not the information, but that Bloomberg would be printing it. I know. So, I mean, for hundreds of years, medical science has been firm on this. Natural immunity is far superior to any vaccine. But it's important that the viewers understand this is not a vaccine. What we have is an emergency use authorization genetic experiment. It's not a vaccine. It's different from other vaccines. A vaccine is where maybe they take a, a, a piece of the, the disease. Maybe it's active, maybe it's inert. They put it into your body. Your body learns to fight it and it develops immunity. This is something very, very different. This is an mRNA. Um, I'm not a scientist, but I can tell you that it's, it, it's, it's doing things that nothing has ever done before. It's altering the DNA. It's shutting down people's immune systems. It's penetrating the blood-brain barrier. They say it's gonna be in the muscle tissue. Well, autopsies have shown that it's migrating through every organ in the body. It's putting spike proteins into people. It's injuring them, it's harming them. And, uh, and it's not designed to help anybody. Even if, it, even if it were a true vaccine, we know that natural immunity is far better. So we sued in the Northern District of Alabama in federal district court. We recently asked the court to grant us an injunction against these emergency use authorization experiments for three categories of people. We said, first of all, if you're under the age of 18, folks, if you're under the age of 18, you're at zero, statistically, you're at zero percent risk of death from COVID. Tens of thousands of people are being killed by this vaccine and it's no respecter of age. In fact, the stronger your immune system, the more you are at risk. If you're a child, you're at a great risk of harm. If you, from the vaccine, the so-called vaccine, but you're not at risk of harm from COVID. Cassandra, why would you give something that's gonna kill and maim hundreds of thousands of people to someone who's at zero risk of death? You, you, you should never do that. So we've said, if you're under the age of 18, you should not receive this. We want the courts to stop it. Number two, as you just said, if you have natural immunity, that's superior to anything they could offer in a needle. Those people should never receive the vaccine. In fact, the science is now out and we have medical evidence that those who have been uh, infected with COVID and have survived it are at greater risk of harm from the vaccine than those who haven't. And you're already at great risk of harm from the vaccine. Those people should never receive a shot. And number three, anybody who hasn't had informed consent. Cassandra, they, they are not just not giving informed consent. The law says you gotta tell people all the things that could hurt them. They're not telling anybody that. It also says if there are alternatives that work, you gotta be talking about those. And we know there are protocols that work, that work almost 100% of the time. Hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, with zinc, with antibiotics, there are some protocols out there that work almost all the time. And as a general population, folks are at 99.97%. That's, that's, that's the number who recover from this, okay? Those who die are in that 0.03% category. And if you, 
if you go under the age of 70, it's, it's now 99.98% chance of surviving and recovering from COVID. The chances of recovering from the vaccine are much lower. Don't give it to anybody who hasn't had informed consent. That's, that's the population of the world. I, I have to tell your listeners, we talk about the Trusted News Initiative, TNI. It is a group of government officials, big tech, and big media. They have colluded together. They have signed an actual memorandum of agreement to suppress negative information about the vaccines, the so-called vaccines. They're going to suppress this information. They're going to, because they don't want, and you'll hear this term. I heard the director of the CDC use it the other day. Vaccine hesitancy must be suppressed among the general population. Vaccine hesitancy? The law requires that they tell all of these things. They've gone in the opposite direction. Not only are they not revealing the truth about these experimental vaccines, they're not revealing the truth about the options that are available. They're going the other direction. They're suppressing the truth. They're colluding to do it. It's a criminal conspiracy. They're conspiring to harm people. People are being murdered in the hospitals right now. I can tell you a story that happened just a few days ago where a hospital that I visited trying to help a nurse who is one of the hospital's own nurses, and they were simply killing her on purpose. And when I tried to question it and ask them to make a change, they surrounded me with security and ejected me from the hospital. It's happening everywhere. I'm getting reports from all over the country, and it's, it's extremely disturbing. It's clearly deliberate. It's being done for the money. These people belong in jail, and we're... We're going we're gonna to fight them with the last breath in our body. Well, we are told to be fruitful and multiply. And I know that what these so-called vaccines are doing is, is I'm actually really concerned about specifically people who are still in child, in the age where they could bear children. And so... Even with what we are seeing as a nation, it's about the identity they're, a- they're after with the mask. They're, they're trying to suppress identity and confu- bring confusion to identity. And it's interesting, even with the DNA manipulation that happens with the mRNA va- vaccines. And um, I just see that the confusion and the fact that they're, they're trying to d- destroy. I mean, the thief comes to steal kill and destroy. And so I do believe that they've overplayed their hand, but what do you foresee happening on the other side of this whenever people start to see, because I've read statistics where there are already more people who have died by the vaccine than people who have actually died from COVID. That's right. That's exactly right. There's no question about it. For example, we had a whistleblower, uh, Cassandra, who we, we, and we, we filed this in federal district court in Alabama. This is a person who has spent their entire career, 20 years or more, I forget the exact number. Their job is to write algorithms to extrapolate medical healthcare data and seek healthcare fraud. They do this for the government. They have access to these databases and they wrote algorithms to extrapolate information about the reporting to the VAERS system. Now, you know VAERS is vaccine adverse event reporting system. It's a voluntary reporting system. And 
all over the world, it's been accepted for years that between one and 10%, and it's probably closer to 5% of all adverse events actually get reported. Now, our expert says that what is being reported to VAERS is being suppressed by a factor of five. So when there were 9,000 deaths in the CDC website that you could find being reported, and we're talking about deaths within three days of getting the jab. We all know there's more, the deaths are, are far beyond that, but we, we chose a number that's close in time to just, so that people wouldn't be able to argue about it and say, well, it could have been something else. No, for folks that get jabbed within three days of taking the vaccine, the number reported to VAERS is actually not less than 45,000, and that only represents one to 10% of all adverse events. In addition, VAERS is one of 12 uh, systems where these events get reported, but it's the only one we have access to. These are not overlapping or duplicative. These are different systems. In VAERS alone, 45,000 people in the United States have died within three days of taking the jab. And we believe the number is a factor much, much, much higher than that. Your, your concerns about reproduction are well-founded. We know that in women who are pregnant women who are receiving the vaccine, there is an uptick of by 80% of miscarriages in the first and second trimester for everyone taking the vaccine. We know that sexual reproduction in men and women is attacked by the vaccine, and many who take it won't be able to have children. And they will possibly some of our experts are saying they believe that this is going to alter the DNA in a way that can be passed down. So this, this problem could be multi-generational. If they survive, they won't have children. If they do have children, all of the problems that come with the vaccine that are there forever, the effects on the um, immune system, they're going to be passed down. Or they can be. I, I shouldn't say they will be. Because we don't have experts that say it's going to be passed down in every circumstance, but it's at least likely to be passed down. Um, the problems are enormous. There's no benefit. So here's the thing. There's so many ways to hurt somebody with a vaccine, but there's no benefit. The best benefit that they can promise is that you've, if, look, COVID has mutated thousands of times already. They're talking about a Delta variant. The Delta variant is nothing. It's nothing. Our bodies don't recognize it as a distinguishment. It's just something to scare people with. And, and so if you have the narrow, if you have the vaccine and you get the variation of SARS-CoV-2 that this vaccine was tailored for, not one of the thousands of other variations, you might feel a little less crappy when you get sick. That's it. It's not gonna keep you from getting COVID it's not gonna keep you from spreading COVID. It's not gonna protect you or others in any way, shape or form. You, and, and since none of us know how bad you are going to feel, let me tell you, it varies. I know people who got COVID, lost their sense of smell and taste. It was no big deal for them, okay? I'm in a different risk category. I'm a little bit older. I've got blood sugar issues. I got COVID and it was, it was a miserable experience for about seven weeks for me. It was, it was no fun. I didn't go to the doctor. I didn't take medicine. I went through it and uh, you know I, I was I was never worried about it but it wasn't fun 
but we don't know how people's experiences are going to vary. Supposedly, you'll feel a little less bad than you might have. That's all it can do for you. In the meantime, there are a thousand different ways it can hurt you. You can end up with paralysis. You can end up losing a hand. I, I heard about uh, somebody whose face, facial skin started dying and falling off their face. Um, the, the, it's penetrated the blood-brain barrier. Young people are getting early onset Alzheimer's. People are losing legs. People are uh, getting paralyzed from the neck down for the rest of their life. The, the list goes on and on and on. Don't do, look, no job is worth it. Your job's not worth it. People say, well, I gotta keep my job so I can take care of my kids. Let me tell you, our experts say that your reasonable life expectancy is probably somewhere in the neighborhood of two to seven years if you take the vaccine. If you get fully vaccinated, and we know they're just gonna say, now you gotta have a booster. I read this morning, Biden's administration is already talking about requiring a booster every five months. What people need to understand is Biden, uh, uh, Fauci owns stock in Moderna, okay? He has patent royalties. He has made over $126 billion by some very qualified expert analysis off these jabs. The DHHS is financially conflicted. The United States government is financially conflicted. The CDC is financially conflicted. These people are making money off these jabs. We are human experiments. They are financial beneficiaries. Do you think they're ever going to stop? No. They want to give it to babies. They want to give it to pregnant women. They want to, uh, and they want to require it all the time. They want to put it into the children's group of required vaccines. And if they do that, they're going to get special liability protection against these harms that are coming to the adults who are taking these vaccines. It's, it's criminal. It's a criminal conspiracy. Uh, folks, you, you, you have to say no. And I'll tell you, Fauci's not scared of me. All right? I'm an attorney. Tom Renz is an attorney. We come from small towns. Tom Renz often talks about how he comes from a four stoplight town. I say, Tom, you're in a metropolis. I've only got two stoplights in my town. We're, we're solo practitioners. They're not scared of us. They're scared of we the people. We the people is who they're scared of. Folks, we have to stand up. We have to stand against the lie. Don't take the vaccine. Don't wear the masks. The PCR tests have already been abandoned as worthless by the CDC, but, they, but they're not going to actually stop using them until December. Why? How much money are they got to use up their stock, I guess, and make more money? But we know they don't tell us anything useful. They can't distinguish between the cold, the common cold, influenza A, influenza B, the so-called Delta variant, SARS-CoV-2. They can't distinguish between any of these things. They're worthless. They're being cycled. In the last year and a half, they've been cycled from 36 to 52 times. Now, folks, a cycle of 46 times is something like several trillion magnifications. And the truth of the matter is, I could take a piece of cigarette ash, a human cell, almost anything, tell it I want it to be COVID-19, magnified a few trillion times, and tell you it's COVID-19, and, and no one can dispute that. And that's, what's, that's what's going on. The, the CDC and the WHO recently said, if you're trying to tell us that someone got vaccinated and now they have COVID, don't give us a test where you've cycled it more than 26 times or we're going to garbage it. After that, they went on to say, we're abandoning these tests altogether. They don't want to know about the folks who've been vaccinated and gotten sick. But the hospitals now are filled with people and they're calling it COVID 
It's not COVID. It's vaccine injuries. The hospitals are filled with people. We have doctor after doctor after doctor from all around the country saying, we don't even treat true COVID injuries anymore. We only treat vaccine injuries. That's who our emergency rooms are full of. For the people who hear what you just shared about all of this information concerning the vaccines, what practical instruction would you give? How should they respond? We know there's so many people that are so gripped by fear, but if people will take action and there is power in unity coming together for a common purpose, do you have any counsel or advice that you would give the people watching? Absolutely. I have a number of, a number of pieces of advice. First of all, a good friend of mine told me, and that's where I first heard it, but I see people wearing it on shirts around the country. On the other side of fear, Cassandra, we will always find freedom. That is a truth that is undeniable. And we must, we must say no to fear. There are, there, are a number, there are a number of things we can do. First of all, you don't have to be a lawyer. You don't have to be a doctor. You just have to be a human being created in God's image. And that means all of us. We have to say no to the lies. We have to stand up. We have to, whether you're in the workplace, if, look, if you're in the workplace and you're a nurse or a, me, or, or a medical worker of any kind in a hospital right now, let me tell you about a hospital that I'm, I'm aware of. They told the nurses, you have to get vaccinated. We're mandating it. Most of the nurses said no, and they fired them. Two days later, they called them up and said, please come back to work. The nurses said, why? We're not taking the vaccine. They said, no, we're not mandating anymore. The truth of the matter is we can't run our hospital without you. We desperately need you back. Please come back. If in the top hospitals around the world, around the country, just 50 nurses said, fire us. We're walking out. We're not taking your vaccine. The hospitals would shut down. Support each other. Say no. Say no to the lies. Because the lie can only take root if we give it a place to do that, in your, in your everyday walk, speak the truth to your friends. Refuse the masks. Refuse the tests. Say no to the lies. And, and folks, the, let me just tell you this. We're in a spiritual war. We are not, these are not, these are not common times. This is not, uh, this is not just communism versus the Constitution. This is good versus evil. And the Bible gives a really clear path. God says, if, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, repent, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. And folks, this is not something we do as a group. We don't all say, okay, ready, one, two, three, humble. No, this is something we do in our hearts. This is, this is where we stand individually as men and women, as family men and women, as individuals, we say no to the lie. We humble ourselves and, we, and, and God says, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive your sins and I will heal your land. And, and there's nothing more important we can do than that. People say, well, how can I give money? Well, I, I can tell you how you can give money, but I can tell you right now that the prayers 
of the humble men and women of God in this country are worth far more than any dollars that could be donated to this fight. That is where the fight takes place, in the hearts and minds of every individual American. And make no mistake about it, if America yields to communism, the world loses hope. You're going to hear on the media, what a terrible place America is. Let me tell you something. Communism has done more to impoverish mankind than any other idea that was ever, uh, any other idea, philosophy. But the Constitution, founded on godly principles, has done more to improve and benefit mankind than any other uh, government, government system that the world has known to date. That's not even deniable, it's not arguable. Folks, um, we stand not just for freedom, not just for America, for the world. For the world that God made against he who would destroy it. Thank you so much for getting in this fight. We need people like you of heart and integrity and who are in it. I mean, your motives are so pure. I mean, purely want to see evil destroyed and uh, see truth come forth. And so how can people follow you? And if they did want to contribute to the efforts, how, how can they do that? So, Cassandra, the, the, the simplest way, uh, I guess, that I would say, I have a website. It is cornerstoneattorney.com. All right, it's not, it's not the biggest website in the world. I try to keep it updated. People can learn things there. But I'm also, um, God has um, blessed me to become the legal director for America's Frontline Doctors. AFLDS.org has a wealth of resources, including ways to contribute. I also work for a group called Make Americans Free Again. And I'm, I'm involved with the Kentucky chapter. If people were to Google MAFA Kentucky, M-A-F-A Kentucky, they're going to find America, um, uh, they're going to find Make Americans Free Again and additional information, ways to contribute, ways to be a part of it. Um, I, I, so I, I got to say that the folks at Liberty Report are doing something that is every bit as critical as what we're doing because without people hearing about what we're doing, they don't know. They can't take hope. They can't participate. What you're doing is is placing yourself in harm's way in every bit as much as the attorneys who have painted big targets on ourselves and said, "All okay, right, I'm, I'm suing Fauci. I'm suing the Department of Defense. Uh, you know, folks, they, they don't like that, and they got big resources. Um, but we're not afraid because greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Um, people say, how can we pray for you? And that's more important than donations. And Cassandra, there's an old hymn that I love to quote that says, uh, not, to the, not to the strong is the battle, not to the swift is the race, but to the true and the faithful, victory is promised through grace. Folks, if you would say prayers for, for me, for Tom Renz, for Cassandra, for those who are in this fight, I think I can speak for all of us and say that our prayer is that at the end of the day, we be found faithful. Because if that's true, then the victory will be the Lord's and we already know where that's gonna go in the end. And it's gonna go well for those who are on his side and it's not gonna go well for those who are not. I agree, I'm really excited. Uh, we're about to see 
a major, major victory. And the enemy is trying to operate prematurely to push things in, messing with timetables. And this is not his time. This is God's time. And we're about to see the, the greatest display of his, of his outpouring of his spirit, of his glory that the world has ever seen. And he chose us to live during this these times and be a part of it. And it's just a privilege to be in this fight with people like you. So thank you so much. Well, it's, I, listen, and God be praised. I, I have the same sense of things that you do. And I'm, I'm thankful to be here. I'm thankful to be uh, standing in the gap uh, for his people. Um, and I'm really honored to be here on the Liberty Report today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yep. Yeah. Can we pray for you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. Well, Lord, I just want to thank you for this day. Lord, you have given us this day. And on this day, you have given us instruction on what we are to do and how are we, we, we are to move. And so, Father, I just pray for this man and for the team of people that is working with him, that he is partnering with, that you would give them strategic, strategic instruction. Lord, we know that you have already given them strategic instruction, but Father, I just ask that you would even uh, make the make the point even sharper and because they are the tip of the spear. And so, Father, I just pray right now that you would protect them as they as they go headfirst into this battle. And as they are they are fighting against giants, Lord, we know that this battle is not ours, but it is yours. And we know that victory is at hand. But Father, I just pray for the soldiers that get weary in this battle and weary in this fight. I pray that you would just breathe your wind of refreshing upon them and that you would strengthen them, that you would give them uh, just people around them that would speak words of encouragement to even strengthen their faith for the battle ahead. And so God, I just pray right now that that all every single thing that is connected to this man and, and his business and everything that he touches, everything that is near and dear to his heart. Lord, we know that you are concerned about the things that concerns him. And so, Father, I just thank you, God, for your goodness and your love and your mercy. And uh, I just pray that you would you would bless him even more abundantly. And I just thank you, Lord, for putting people like this man in this fight. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That was great. Well, much appreciated. Yeah.